Welcome to Voice of Change, your radio program, raising transformational leaders. I am your host, Olajumoki Adenowo. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. Join me on this brief and exciting journey. Welcome to Voice of Change, your favorite radio program on leadership. These are very interesting times, as we said last week, all over the world, not just in Nigeria, not just in Belarus, not just in the US, not just in Israel. The entire world seems to be suffering a discontent with leadership and a crisis of leadership. Truth to tell, these are times like no other. These are times like we haven't seen in probably a century. Therefore, it's understandable that leaders are floundering. I'm not saying it's forgivable because leaders are elected, appointed as our representatives to solve our problems in times that are challenging and times that are not so challenging. Nigeria has gone through some really tumultuous times in the last one week plus. From the last broadcast, we have seen more and more of the end SARS protests. From the very beginning, it was quite clear that SARS and police brutality were just the tip of the iceberg. It was Nigerian youth saying they were really tired of the status quo. I put out a post on Instagram and it explains why I have been so engaged with Nigerian youths for decades. I grew up graduated during the IBB, Ibrahim Badamasi Babangida years. I was someone who saw military coup after military coup happen. And I realized when I graduated my BSc, my MSc, the disappointment was massive. It was clear that no amount of hard work without an X factor, in my case, the grace of God, could ever move someone forward in my country. I would see a Volkswagen Beetle on the bridge and know that my 4,000 Naira that I was earning at that time could not buy that Volkswagen Beetle. And by the way, 4,000 Naira was probably at most 40,000 Naira today. It was not good pay for someone with two degrees. So if anybody thought that a generation like mine, those in their 50s at this time, had it good, no, they did not. We also are owed nothing by this country. Maybe my father's generation had it good. They could talk about bursaries. They could talk about being three in a room in university. By the time I got to university, there were eight people in one room that was designed for three. Things were rough. Things were bad. And we faced the military. But still, we made our point. I was one of those who would match on the streets of my university, which is great effect at that time. But by matching on the streets, I have learned what works on the street and what does not work. I have learned the way to protest and the way not to protest. I have learned not to start a fire that we cannot contain. I have seen a protest devolve so rapidly that the group who started it regretted the outcomes. I've seen this happen time and time again. I had cause to mention my work of fiction beyond my dreams two or three times in this broadcast. Some rude people, I say rude because you find out what I want to say now. Some rude people said, if you want to hide information from a black person, put it in a book. They meant we will never read, we will never find it. But that's not true. Some people read. I've had tons of messages from those who have read Beyond My Dreams saying, how could a book be this prophetic? Some people miss the point. 
Some people got the point. I've had people sending in from the diaspora saying, we want to donate copies of Beyond My Dreams to the protesters so they can read it and see strategies, insights, pitfalls, what to avoid, what to do, what not to do. This is how to get some copies of Beyond My Dreams. We give out the free ones we've donated and then at a 70% discount, we'll let go exclusive author signed copies. Why? If it's completely free, you would read it. Follow me on Instagram and then reach out to at Roving Heights and get your own copy and see why those thousands who have read it are saying, how can a book be this prophetic? I started to write it when I was 16 and the events started to happen <laughs> as if I was in the room with those who were planning the events of those days. And those were dangerous times. So I stopped writing, started a new version 34 years later. Here we are again. It is like a playbook for what is happening right now in the country. If you can get a copy, do so and learn from it. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Stay tuned to Voice of Change and I'll be back with more right after these messages. See the Voice of Change, sponsored by EB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation Partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change Podcast today and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Olajumoke Adenowa. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter sometimes at Jumoke Adenowa. I am privileged as a student of leadership to have access to great minds on leadership all over the world. One of them is the daughter of Malcolm X, Ambassador Shabazz. And we were discussing this morning what is going on in Nigeria. First, we discuss the focus. For me, the focus of this protest it's, of course, beyond answers. We all know that. It's not just about police brutality, which we're all against. I think it should range beyond that to the systemic issues that we have. The systemic issues, such as the problem with the judiciary. The judiciary should be the poor man's last resort. When you get to the judiciary, no matter how poor, no matter how disenfranchised you've been by society, there you expect to have justice and your rights and your dignity as a human being handed back to you. But yet we've had situations in which there was hue and cry about money being found where they shouldn't be found in the hands of those who are key in the judiciary and nothing happened. The unjustifiable salaries of the National Assembly. The truth is, my listener, if there's to be any success with such an uprising, then there should be collaboration across board amongst stakeholders. No matter what our frustration is, the only process that leads to lasting change is when laws and policies are changed. Legal representation, different stakeholders across civil society, at all levels of advocacy, deploying long-range plans. Yes, not just immediate, long-range plans born of long-term strategy. As I close today's broadcast, I want us to learn from history. When we look to history, we see the history of revolutions and uprisings. How have they gone? Which revolution succeeded? I was three years old when I was taken to Palais Versailles and I saw what happened in the French Revolution. And I knew how it ended because I learned from history. The most interesting thing about history is that it always repeats itself. Perhaps because the players remain the same. Human beings. So, human nature always makes history replace itself. 
Perhaps because I read Animal Farm. Did you read Animal Farm? Before street action devolves into anarchy, devolves into being hijacked by various people who will plunder, vandalize, which is the nature of all street protests. Peaceful protests do not necessarily remain peaceful because men of ill repute and ill desires and ill motive will mingle with peaceful protesters. It is the nature of protests. It is the way things go. It does not mean the protesters are evil. It means they are joined by people they cannot control, who take advantage of the breakdown in routine, should we call it that way, to foster their own nefarious purposes. It is impossible to create sustainable change on the streets. The momentum can be started on the streets. Sustainable change comes through policies, laws, engagement, dialogue, and some give and take. I'm avoiding using that mature word, the C word, compromise. No one side gets 100% of what they put forward, especially when what is put forward can change from season to season. Change that is won solely on the streets will be lost again solely on the streets. Thank you for listening to Voice of Change. For inquiries, please visit www.vocnigeria.com and www.olajumakeadenawa.com It's time for change.